We are a proud member of the 143 Podcast Network. The Cheers to Comics Podcast is proudly affiliated with NSCLiveTV.com. That's No Signal Comics. NSCLiveTV.com. Find the Cheers to Comics Podcast on channel 34 of NSCLiveTV.com. No Signal Comics. The best in auction action. This is Brian Wayne, the official voice of NSC Live TV, coming to you from the Cheers to Comics studio, a.k.a. Studio Cerebro, to tell you all about Hooked On Comics Super Sales. For high-grade goodies and a whole lot of laughs, make your way over to the next show with John, Mary, and the rest of the gang. Walk the enormous wall of slabs, then go through the bin room, followed by an auction. Check out John's hat too, man. Never the same hat twice. Join them for new comics on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on NSCLiveTV.com, channel 12. That's NSCLiveTV.com, your home for the best in auction action. The Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly here to tell you about Sergeant and the Commander Auctions. Brought to you by NSCLiveTV.com, join Raul and Donna for a great night of comics, games, prizes, and more. Raul is a USAF veteran and has been in love with comics since he was six years old. This comic book powerhouse duo have been together for more than 20 years and enjoy the love of all the superheroes we grew up with. The $3 Donna Pull winner wins a free slabbed comic. That's, <laughs> did you hear that? The $3 Donna Pull winner wins a free slabbed comic. That's crazy. $3 can get you a slab comic. Uh, so yeah, make sure you join Sergeant and the Commander Auctions Fridays at 4.30 p.m. Pacific Time on NSCLiveTV.com channel 15. And when you get to NSCLiveTV.com, click on the NSC Now tab and stay updated on all of the times and shows and all of that good stuff. So once again, tune in to Sergeant and the Commander Auctions, Fridays, 4.30 p.m. Pacific Time, Channel 15, through NSCLiveTV.com. You're home for the best in auction action. Well, hello again, Slurds. Welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I am your host, Brian Wayne, and this is another special Creator Corner. Uh, I think this is now the 21st Creator interview I have done on this show. So, uh, another another awesome, exciting one. It's kind of funny how this all worked out, uh, and probably will even... I'm sure it does, actually. I could tell you for a fact it comes up on the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was. Uh, I read this book during Christmas. There's a certain book here called Chainsaw Reindeer. And months pass, and someone says, Hey, have you ever heard of Chainsaw Reindeer? I was like, fucking have I? And I start riffing on Chainsaw Reindeer. And wouldn't you know it, that evening, a feller by the name of Brandon Rhinus done got a hold of me and he is the one who developed this here book so by the fate of the comic gods this this interview has aligned and um i'm i'm excited for y'all to listen to it there's there's good stuff to be talked about and i uh, hope you enjoy
Yeah. All right, here we go. All right, Brandon Rhinus, how are you, man? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, I'm happy to have you on. Uh, this is, it's kind of funny how this worked out. Uh, I, I was, yeah, I obviously picked up this book when it came out right before Christmas. The book that caught my eye was Chainsaw Reindeer. And that's, that's an obvious read for me. I'm a big fan of Action Lab Danger Zone. Saw this Christmas time. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, f- not long after that, the, the, the book came up in conversation and I was hyping it up and it wasn't that night I got an email from you. <laughs> so the, the stars align, man. You were, you were meant to come on this show. Yeah, that's crazy how actually I just wrote a, a blog post yesterday about a different project about how it just, you know, some crazy coincidence happened um, that helps bring it together. So I think, you know, um, I'm not really a superstitious person, but I just kind of think th- things like that. It just kind of means like it's meant to happen. You know, it's like if you're working on stuff. It's, you know, yeah, like you said, the stars will align and things will just happen to, you know, <laughs> to make, you know, just to make it, uh, you know, benefit everyone and just like things come together in strange ways. I always find that so interesting. It, you know, it hardly surprises me anymore. Oh, yeah, no, it was no surprise at all. Not, not once, not even a little bit. Uh, if anything, it was more like, yeah, that's 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 about that's about on par. This is yeah, how things yeah. go right now. <laughs> um, so uh, you you you've done a lot of stuff, actually. You're you're a busy guy. You, you have your hand in a lot more than just comic books, from what I understand. What do you do outside of comics, man? I do comics and I kind of started comics as the kind of the main one where I started and then I moved into um filmmaking so i've been you know uh, i make actually make a living now as a screenwriter um i write comic books too but i make more money doing the writing movies um and tv kind of stuff but yeah i'm a filmmaker too i got some movies coming out and uh actually just finished my first novel and i was started on my second one i was actually just working on my second novel kind of right up until before this uh, interview started so uh yeah i'm just basically anything creative i jump in and and make it happen for myself that's that's awesome man that's uh so much respect because those are three things that uh, i mean i'm obviously a massive fan of comics but even then i know that i i I don't think i could write a comic i just don't think i could uh let alone write a a screenplay (laughs) or a film for that matter and you know then you're writing novels as well like i said you're just writing a novel a few minutes ago that's dude uh you're 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 a monster so why uh why comics what was it about comics that that drew you to that uh what what were you i mean was it something that you were attached to as a kid that just kind of led into a career or how'd that work out for you yeah i was um like I, it was grade five was when i got into comics um before that like you know i knew who spider-man was i knew batman like, i knew all the big ones but I didn't know the difference between Marvel and DC. Like I just, you know, it wasn't really my thing. And I remember in, uh, this was kind of early nineties when the, the Marvel trading cards came out. Yes. And I was, I remember I was in science class and they, in the science class they had the, they didn't have individual desks. They had these like long kind of tables with three kids to a desk. And I looked over and the, the two kids, you know, the two boys sitting next to me, they were kind of doing something under the table, trying to like hide it from the teacher. And I was like, Hey, what are you guys doing? And, you know, and I wanted to see, and they were looking at these Marvel cards. Um, and I was like, cool. So, you know, they, they were passing them to me. And, I was, and that, was, that was the first time I remember, like, seeing Iron Man for the first time, uh, The Punisher. 
it was kind of my first introduction and i was like instantly i was like this is the coolest thing ever see it's, um, it's amazing you say that because i can actually say that that is my experience into the world of comics book as well where those marvel trading cards uh could never afford comics i was a broke broke family found a bunch just a whole bunch of them at a, a, a garage sale you know like a dollar here's 3,000 of them for a dollar and I just studied the back of all of them and that's how I knew about comics and I fell in love uh, and that was it's funny that you, you say that's how I found Iron Man that is how I found Iron Man it's it, man this is <laughs> that's, that's that's crazy honestly I think probably those trading cards are probably the best thing Marvel's ever done like that turned like an entire generation of you know young boys into Marvel fans and that's led to what it is today like I almost think with the money that I've spent on Marvel, bought those, it probably still would have been worth them doing it. Yeah, maybe not quite, but uh, but yeah, that just like it opened up so many doors, and it was so cool. Before then, you know, DC had their own cards come out, and you know, then there'd be individual characters that have their own uh, series of cards, and and you know, that obviously just led into like buying the comics themselves, and then you know, kind of picking up my favorite ones, and um, you know, I'd followed the Punisher kind of like since day one, and. Um, yeah, it was probably around kind of like late nineties when I just also started to hate comics. They, you know, I found out, you know, years later that it was, you know, kind of business decisions that they were making, but all I knew is that they kind of started to suck. Um, you know, Punisher quote died and they ended that long running series and mm. it was never the same. And I basically got out of comics for probably about 10 years, um, until I finally got back into it. And, uh, my business partner um, slash friend Adam Storischuk, who's actually now co-owner of Higher Universe Comics with me, he was the one that was like, you know, trying to convince me comics are cool again, give them a chance. And I was like, nah, nah, nah. And finally, I was like, okay, maybe I'll read a few things. And I started reading some, and I was like, oh, comics are good again. <laughs> so I started collecting them again. And um, what yeah, was that? What was the? There. What was your reintroduction to where you realized, okay, comics are good again? Do you remember what that book was? I I think it was the ultimates. The ultimates. Yeah. Pretty sure that's what it was. It was either that one or that was like one of the first like two. Um, and I read though, I was like, Oh wow. Like the art's good. And the story is like really solid and you know, it's not stupid. Um, so I started reading some of the ultimate titles and, you know, and it kind of expanded from there. And, you know, um, I started reading a lot of different things and, uh, and it's kind of tapered. I mean, now I'm so busy and I just like, I don't, I, I read some stuff, but you know, I'm kind of busy making my own things. I don't have a lot of time to to read as much uh, as I should. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand that. I totally understand that. Uh, the Ultimates is, <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the Ultimates. It's a super underrated team. There's no doubt about that. And it's, it doesn't surprise me one bit that that's going to be the thing that gets you back into it. Um, was that yeah. the, uh, are we talking, are we like the 2015 no, this or, would be oh, okay. So the, the the original run of the Ultimates. Yeah, it would have been like, like two thousand like three or seven or eight. Or? Yes, that's eight. Something like that's that. what it was. Yeah. Yep, that's right. That's right. Uh, I was I was just going through a stack the other day, so it's it's kind of fresh in my head. Uh, right on, man. That that's that's incredible. And so, at what point did you say, well, now I it's my turn. Uh, I want to do this. Well, I'd kind of been like, I mean, I've been writing stories of some kind ever since like i was able to write like kindergarten like basically as soon as wow. kids are able to write words like i was writing stories like i i don't remember 
I can't remember not doing it. It's something I've always done. But, you know, after I got into comics in elementary school, I knew a bunch of the boys kind of uh, tried doing their thing. Some of them who could draw would draw characters. I couldn't really. I tried drawing. I wasn't very good. So I would just kind of write the words. And I came up with some characters and stuff. But I just, you know, I was too young. And honestly, like, it was probably around the time I started getting back into comics when I was hanging around with Adam. He He's a good drawer. So he had all these characters that he'd created. But he's not so much a good writer, so he'd kind of like he'd draw the characters and come up with them, and I'd write stories about them, and we kind of we would just talk about it a lot. You know, several years went by, and we had these kind of complex storylines of where the stories would go, and I had some like you know just kind of handwritten notes, uh, wrote you know kind of bits of scripts and stuff of what we were imagining, and we just really weren't going anywhere with it. It was kind of just like a, a side thing we'd you know talk about when we're drinking and stuff, like it wasn't serious. And it wasn't until about 2013 when all of a sudden I kind of just had this like epiphany where I was like, you know what, like, why, why don't we try to do this for real? Like, maybe if we put effort into this, we could actually make something of it. And that's where I just jumped in and, you know, we started making it happen. That's uh, that's awesome, man. That's And you've done a lot. Uh, this, I mean, Chainsaw Reindeer, that's really just been the cherry on top of a whole bunch of other books I've seen you do. And there's just a few uh, that stood out to me as far as titles go. Um, uh, Brutal Jones is something that I see coming soon. Is there, Could we talk about Brutal Jones? Yeah, it's. I mean, that's been coming soon for about five years now. But, okay, um, okay. One of the, like, we had, um, I think I have... I might have, I think I have like seven, I've been so busy with the movie stuff. It's been a couple of years since I've honestly looked into the, like the backlog of comics I want to make. But I think I have about six or so, maybe even seven, like scripts written for seven issues of Brutal Jones whenever we get around to doing it. Um, we did have, I think there's a two page kind of preview done. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, um, he travels around with this kind of like really weird, crazy dude named Sick Fuck. And um, <laughs> it's automatically this, sold. This, I'm sold. <laughs> with uh, and there's a woman named uh, Nickers who, um, who you know, basically, yeah, basically they form the team and they go just on a kind of adventures and they basically kill everyone in their path. Um, maybe not the chainsaw reindeer level, but um, basically anyone that crosses them, you know, uh, like pays a for it. Natural in a very born killers way. kind of way. Yeah. So. Um, it's, I wouldn't say they don't kill innocent people. They kill people who deserve it, whereas Chainsaw uh, Ranger is not as discriminating. Uh, but yeah, Brutal Jones <laughs> is definitely one of the ones that's on my radar. It's just, you know, like, you know, money's always an issue, just trying to raise money to do indie comics. And we got so much going into the movies that it's kind of like, eventually I'll make it happen, um, hopefully sooner rather than later. But um, yeah, I hadn't thought about Brutal Jones in a while. A lot of people don't mention it because... Uh, it's been a while, but yeah, that's a, that is a very cool series. I kind of want to go back and read those scripts I wrote because they're actually a lot of fun. And uh, I kind of want to bring back those memories and hopefully hopefully bring it into reality soon. Well, well, the, the title alone was enough for me to go, well, that sounds like something I'd read. Uh, just Brutal Jones. It's just, it's yeah. just sounds fucking cool, man. I mean, yeah, that's uh, that's where the whole thing. I just that name hit me one day. I was like, brutal, a guy named Brutal Jones. And I was like. What could he be? And then I just kind of came up with a character and I was like, oh, you should have some people with them. And, you know, next thing you know, we kind of created this little world. And uh, it's like, yeah, it's one of those things like Chainsaw Reindeer that you could sell almost just on the title. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, the Chainsaw Reindeer is another one of your books that sold me on the title. See, I think that that's that's where you're 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 you're, you're extremely talented, man, because you've you've got this name game on on uh, on lock. Let's talk about you're the reason mommy drinks. Is that yes. what it was? Um, yeah. can, can we talk about that one? Sure, that's <laughs> the kids' a, book not, that's not a fucking kids' book. Yeah, it's not a kids' book. It's um, it's not it's not a comic book. It's um. Um, yeah, it's like it's like it's like a, it's made like a kids' book with drawings and kind of simple phrasing. Okay. Uh, everyone I talk to, they compare it to um, what's the uh, "Go the Fuck to Sleep" that book that sold ah. millions of copies. Um, I came up with mine before that. You know, I have this like I don't want people to think that I ripped them off. It's just it took me so damn long to make the thing because um, it was expensive and everything, and just all the publishing issues. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought it would be funny to to do to do something like that. And, um, you know, I had artists, you know, so I used one of my comic book artists, um, who worked on some of my other titles to do the artwork for it. And I thought in my head, that I was like, Oh, I could come up with rhymes. You know, that, that's easy enough. It's like poetry uh-huh. until I sat down to do it. And then I'm like, man, writing, like rhyming is freaking hard. Um, <laughs> I just, I just, I just sat there a couple of days. I was like, man, I can't do this. And all of a sudden one day I was like, okay, maybe if I just sit down and put my, my mind to it, so I just I started off with just names of um, types of alcohol like beer, wine, vodka, uh, whiskey, see. and I was like, okay, what word rhymes with each of those things? And then I was like, okay, so I came up with one rhyming word, and then I put together it into a sentence. And the next thing you know, like the whole thing came to me in probably less than an hour. I wrote the entire book. You know, it just came flooding in. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I get it. I got the pacing for it. And so I just kind of came up with all these lines, and then I picked kind of like the funniest ones, and then. Uh, then decided kind of what picture would work for each of those, each line. And then, you know, I sent those off to Travis, our artist. And then uh, it, yeah, it took so like probably took a year to get the book together. And then from that point, you know, it got picked up by a publisher pretty quick and just dealing with that and trying to get that done, you know, that took a year. Um, So basically it just, um, you know, it took, it took a long time and I learned a lot uh, about the publishing industry and that just kind of, going through that huge hassle well, let's talk about that for a second uh how do you normally go about getting all these books out there i mean uh you so uh, do you do the crowdfunding thing or do you just say fuck it i'm just gonna start my own damn label yeah basically uh, option two start my own damn label um higher higher universe comics is the one that me and adam own uh most of our stuff has gone um come out through them i've written some comics for like other other indie publishers Chainsaw Reindeer was kind of my first comic that was picked up by a, like a bigger publisher. Um, Mummy Dream Publishing, um, so they put that out. Um, but for the most part, I, even in the early days, I didn't even really want to have another publisher. You know, I mean, if Image or someone wanted to put it out, you know, that, that'd be cool. But with when you do it yourself, you have the level of control over it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we would just, you know we'd sell the comics online and, you know, we'd print off copies and then just, you know, sell them either. Um, we'd, you know, set up a table in comic stores or, you know, Adam used to just go to bars and just, Hey man, you want to buy a comic we made here in the city, 10 bucks. And they'd buy one and they come home with like a hundred bucks. And it's like, you know, that's enough to print some more copies or get another couple pages done or, you know, so we just kind of had this little, you know, ecosystem kind of thing going where we'd keep making new ones and then selling them. And, um, and it worked quite well for us. Um, you know, now that I got so much going on, it's like it, 
you know, I wouldn't mind other people publishing them, but even that, it, it, it's just an incredible amount of work. Um, it's just, you know, Action Lab, Danger Zone, they have a way bigger reach um, mm-hmm. than we do. Like, they're able to get into comic stores all over the world, which is just, you know, outside of our capabilities right now. So um, in that respect, it was kind of worth it. Just, you know, the attention I got from the comic was worth going through, a like, a, a bigger publisher. Yeah, what's, uh, I mean... Can you talk about that struggle with Diamond at all, trying to get into that? I mean, is is that something, as a smaller publisher, is that something that you strive to do, or do you pride yourself on the fact that, you know, we're not falling into that and we're going to, you know, grind it out? I mean, um, how, how do yeah. you approach that? I've honestly never dealt with Diamond. Like, um, for Chainsaw Ranger, they did, but that was all Action Lab. They were right, right. Them. I never had to. Um I kind of I like going my own way, honestly. Even with the movie stuff, sometimes it's like I get, I get the benefit of doing that, but it's so much work, and you make such a tiny amount of money that it's like I kind of like just having control over it. I mean, we could sell comics on Comicsology, we make a bit of money there, sell them on Amazon. You know, we print them through a couple different services, and um, you know, people can just, you know, there's sites where people can download a PDF for a dollar ninety nine or whatever. And I mean, there's options out there, and I could just control the whole thing myself, put my own name on it, like my own logo. And all of a sudden you don't have to answer to anyone, right? There's no, uh, you know, even with Chainsaw Reindeer, the, there was some kind of minor problem with the technicalities of the lettering um, that honestly I couldn't even really tell the difference. So we had to re-letter the entire book and pay for it ourselves. And I was like, man, you know, doing it, uh, if I do it my own way, like I don't got to do stuff like that. I can kind of right. do whatever the hell I want and, even with the movies sometimes, right? It's like, you know, we have films and with distributors and then all of a sudden it's just dealing with another hassle and all of a sudden they have creative input and this stuff you got to go through where it's like, if this is just my movie that I do myself and put on YouTube, my YouTube channel, it's just like, I'm untouchable, right? And they know what, it's like, it's my thing. And it's almost like, you know, my fans kind of deserve to have that rather than, well, I had to sell out to someone else and then make changes just for them. And then, you know, all this other stuff, and then what comes out is not necessarily what I wanted. I'm willing to sell out on some stuff because, you know, I have to make a living and I need to fund future projects. But for some things, I just like having it. It's like, this is my way, my brand, and and I'm just kind of doing things the way I want them. And I think, you know, people respond to that a lot, and I think they like it. Well, it's bold, but uh, highly respectable uh, because, you know, most people... Uh, that's 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 you're you're doing it the hardest way, and I mean it's the most com- commendable. Uh, that that's for sure. And um, you know I I have so much respect. I, th- honestly, the more indie you are, the more respect I have for the creator. It's just <laughs> because you guys grind so much, and like you said it yourself, you it's not a, really about the money. I mean, you do this because you love you. You make movies for the money. You write books for the money. You don't make comics for money. And yeah. the fact that you put yourself through all this and even to the point where you create your own label just shows how much you want people to to know your love for comics and that, that medium and your your stories for that matter. So it's it's pretty awesome to see, man. Well, thanks. I really appreciate it. And it's like, yeah, it is hard. And honestly, you know, maybe one day the comics will make money. You know, you know, maybe as I get bigger with the movies and stuff, that'll get me more attention. Um, maybe you know, one of the comics will get turned into a movie and I'll make millions of that. I mean, you never know. But for now, it's just like, I just like telling my stories. And honestly, every every single one of my comics has, you know, at least, you know a small fan base, even if it's like one person. You know, there's like 
I mean, there's a guy here in Edmonton where I live that um, just loves Skull. You know, and it's just like, you know, every time we did a new issue, I'd, you know, I'd take the bus down, meet him. He'd give me five bucks. I'd give him the comic. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm willing to kind of do that, that anyone that just loves my stuff. And it's almost kind of better. Like, I just, yeah, you do kind of get respect being indie because it's, you know, I'm not made by a committee. I don't have like a whole team of people with input. Uh, you know, artists have a little bit of input, but it's kind of I'm just making my own thing. And I, I love reading other creators that it's like this is their comic. It's not something put together by a corporation. You know, it just it seem it seems cooler. No, I, I get you. It's uh, sometimes you know you get these super teams, and you know it's 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 like the. Uh, the Golden State Warriors in basketball, man. It's like, okay, we get it. You guys are all really, really, really good. You guys are going to sell a million copies and put books into six printings. No, let's let's step aside for a second, man. Let's see what someone else can do. You know, let the spotlight on someone else. I get. Don't get me wrong. I love that book. I'm still going to buy that book. That's going to, you know, sell six printings. But at the same time, you know, it's it's a shame that they don't direct more of their they're marketing towards, you know, uh, the, the, the lesser knowns. So, yeah, I agree. It's just, I mean, like there's, they'll like us indie people will never be able to, you know, outshine Marvel and DC. It's just kind of the way it is. It's not necessarily fair, but you know, whatever. But at the same time, we have the ad, like we have the added advantage of being the underdog of being indie. We can always say like, Hey, we're not Marvel and DC. We are something different. Um, your it's boundaries kind of like being an indie punk band right compared to yes. you know, Justin Bieber it's just like it's kind of better yep. in a way yeah man you're not nearly as uh, controlled by the FCC you know it's you you're you're, you're on cable not network tv yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> uh yeah it's it's Oh, man. Well, um, so I've noticed a pattern. And now, granted, I've only read Chainsaw Reindeer, but based off of the other things that I see here uh, that you've done, you've got a knack for comedy, man. Uh, you, you know how to, to turn a situation that's dark and get a chuckle out of it. Like, I could even, without even reading it, You're the Reason Mommy Drinks, I, I can imagine as an adult, I'm probably going to giggle at least once or twice while I'm flipping through that. I sure hope so. Okay, yeah, it's good. Funny. <laughs> it's funny, you, yeah, you mentioned the comedy thing. Like, I do, like, horror is kind of my favorite genre. Like, I made quite a few, like, horror, a lot of horror short films. I actually am kind of known for that. Um, one of my more, more recent movies, Hotbox, was a, a comedy and I remember some people, including my dad, who was like, well, I was really surprised you were able to do a comedy like that. I thought you were all horror. And I was like, really? I, like, I think I'm like, but like, I, I think I'm good at doing comedy. And um, some of the books, like Ghoul Squad, is kind of one of our most popular um, comics. And with that one, it actually, it was supposed, it was an idea Adam came up with originally. It was supposed to be like a horror kind of like a dark comic. It was actually originally called The Dark Team. That was our working title. Hmm. And when I sat down to write the script, I fully intended it to be like dark and kind of gloomy and scary. And it just ended up being kind of funny. And I just like couldn't stop, you know, like Varney the Vampire was just a funny guy. And next thing you know, I was writing jokes. And so Adam read it and he's like, this is hilarious. And I'm like, well, it's not supposed to be hilarious. Like it was that kind of went way off course of what we planned. And, uh, but people li- liked it. We ended up saying, yeah, let's go with it. We liked it. And people responded to it. People loved it. And, you know, now it's a, it's a comedy series, I guess. Well, see, uh, when I was looking at the, uh, the cover art for it, to me, it felt like Hotel Transylvania meets, uh, the Monstars from Space Jam. 
And that just made me smile. And I was like, yeah, this is this is gonna get some laughs for sure. That, that I mean, that's that's just what I the, the initial vibe without ever seeing any knowing what the story is about in any way, shape, or form. That's just uh, the the vibe I caught from it, and that's that's a that's a good vibe to be throwing out, man. That's gonna catch some. Uh, well, I mean, for nostalgia's sake, for sure, people are gonna be all over that. I mean, it's ah. Uh, well, so what? What is the premise of all of that? Uh, the say say the name of the title one more time. It was one of the uh, ones that Ghoul Squad. Ghoul Squad. Got it. I I keep wanting to say yeah, Ghoul Squad. Basically, Varney Varney the Vampire, who in real life is there's um, back in the 1800s, it predated Dracula. There was a series of kind of there were kind of books or novellas or whatever about Varney the Vampire. He just kind of was more forgotten to history because Dracula became way pop, way more popular and he's the one everyone knows now. Um, so obviously he's in public domain. So we made our own version of him. Um, so it's basically Varney, the vampire in a place we're calling Transylvaniaville, which is in Transylvania. Of um, course it is. <laughs> and so he's, he's a vampire. He goes to this old castle. It's inhabited by this, you know, wealthy, but really timid and meek hunchback kind of like, really tiny guy named Ratfink. And Varney basically just moves himself in, like kind of bullies his way in. And his whole plan is to put together a team of monsters um, that will fight supernatural evil and make a ton of money. So he finds a witch, um, a kind of like a man-bat creature named Hellbat. The witch is named Wicca. Um, there's kind of like a Frankenstein, uh, half Frankenstein, half metal guy named Grinderstein. Oh, dude, and, I need some. I need you to send me some art of that. Yeah, uh, immediately. That sounds like yeah. Okay, keep going. Sorry, that, that yeah, just so sounds. They, uh, <laughs> you know, and they fight like in the first one. They fight uh, or the first couple. They fight a werewolf. Um, you know, and then they fight uh, like a manticore in the third one. And but they, basically, the whole comedy comes from Varney is such a stuck-up prick who wants to run things his way, but everyone else can't stand him, and they all kind of you know do stuff behind his back. And um, so yeah, there's a lot of hilarity. We there's three episodes out so far. We have the fourth one. It's colored. It gets the art's done. It's colored. Uh, we just kind of ran out of money before we could let her. And I got too many things going on. But one day soon it will be finished. And then you know finally after it's been a few years since the last issue, so the part four will come out and hopefully it'll everyone will get a kick out of it. Uh, these are available on the uh, uh, the Higher Universe Comics website, right? For what like two bucks a pop. Um, you're probably, I can't remember if I don't do much with the website anymore because, you know, Facebook is just easier. Okay. Um, all the comics are available on Comixology. Gotcha. Um, if you go there, um, or if you Google them on Amazon, usually they're, they're available through Amazon. You can get them in print or like on Kindle or whatever it is. Um, or there's, there's other, they, you might check the website. There might be ways to, to have them on there. I have to honestly check. I should probably get on top of that. But, but yeah, they're available. And just like kind of like Comixology is the big one. And um, um, some of them are Indie Planet too, if you go there. If you just Google each title that you're interested in, you know, there'll be options for buying it. And if there aren't, then you can by all means contact me and um, I'll hook you up. Chainsaw Reindeer is in... Um, um, it's available on all those platforms too, or through the uh, Danger Planet, or sorry, the um, Danger Zone um, Action Lab Danger Zone website. Awesome, I know I had mine on the Wednesday it came out. That's for sure, man. I I got my crispy copy right in front of me, actually. <laughs> 
Um, I, 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 I kind of want to touch on this comedy thing for a second more because you're obviously good at it. I mean, it's kind of, I think it's funny that you say that, you know, you, you look at yourself as more horror. For, well, I mean, you've, you, you've, you are looked at as more of a horror guy. Let's put it that way. Um, you know, who, where do your comedic influences come from? Because this is always a genre that I'm fascinated with. So this is a, a part of your brain that I really do need to pick apart. Yeah, that's oh, that's hard to say. Like, I have, I honestly, like, I don't like new comedy. Um, you don't like new comedy for the Can most part. Like, I like that? some, I like some, you know, like South, some South Park and stuff, like some things like that. But most of the, like the new movies that come out, like The Hangover and all those, like everyone loves them. I don't. I just don't find them okay. funny. Okay. Um, that's just probably my personal taste. Like, I have nothing against oh, other fine. things, but. Um, all the movies I like, and it probably just because you know I think everyone thinks the stuff they grow up with is funnier. Um, but you know, kind of like basically the Dumb and Dumber era, that, like that's kind of you okay. Know, basically, eighty-five to ninety-five is kind of when I think comedy was perfection. Um, so like Steve Martin and all of that stuff, the the, the Chevy, like the Steve Martin Chevy Chase era, all of that stuff. I mean, is that is that yeah. the t- oh, okay? Yeah, that's you kind no, of. That's, it. Including the Will Ferrell stuff too. Like I love Will okay. Ferrell. Um, some so people do, still... some people don't. Um, so I have my particular taste. I just find like I don't. Part of the reason I, I'm so into horror is just like I, I can't really watch comedy movies anymore. I watch them and it's like yeah, I just don't find them that funny. And I don't know. It's like maybe I just like aged out of it or something. And you know, I was kind of always asking myself that. But then I write, you know, I write things like Hotbox, my you know feature length stoner comedy. Um, that's you know. We've had a couple screenings of it, and it should be coming out in the next month or two, um, like to the world. And everyone freaking loved it. Like everyone, everyone from teenagers to like my parents, like. Really? Um, and uh, you know, it's just in, uh, as far as I know, like I think it's a lot. Like the style is different than a lot of stuff out there. So just the fact that I got such an incredible reaction to it, it's like okay, I think I'm onto something. And I'm not going to try to imitate you know other styles that are popular now. I'm going to stick to. Um, to what I think is funny. And I've had a few people like read my scripts and they're like, is this set in the nineties? And I was like, no, it's present day. And they're like, it has this like nineties vibe to it. And I was like, well, that's something that must've seeped in subconsciously. Oh, that's um, when comedy died. Like, gotcha. Yeah. I, so it's I, like, I see. Okay. it's like that's other people can do their thing, but I'm going to do it that way. And you know, people, yeah, people think my stuff is funny. So obviously I'm onto something and I'm speaking to maybe not everyone, but you know, a certain segment of the population that wants this kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, I'm just going to go with it. I'm not going to go and write some other thing I hate just because, you know, it's supposed to be funny. It's like, now I'm going to tell my own jokes and everything and, you know, stick to my guns. And then, you know, that seems to be working. Well, so uh, that, that, that's amazing, man. So really, the the long and more impressive, or the shorter, more impressive answer is is your comedy is mostly uninfluenced. So that's <laughs> uh, yeah, I couldn't say totally. I mean, obviously, there's stuff that seeps in and mostly, um, yeah. Like my favorite TV show is still Faulty Towers, that British show from the '70s. Um, you know, a lot of people haven't even heard of it, but it's still. Yeah, like, I'm one of those like, people. Yeah, it's still like I mean, I just like love that show and i'm actually shooting a tv pilot that i wrote um we're starting in like two weeks uh, a short shoot and it's basically kind of my version of not a ripoff but it's you know definitely heavily influenced by that show um a lot of the acting students have heard of it but some other people haven't and it's like okay whatever this is kind of my my version of it but um 
but it's like, yeah, like comedy is totally subjective, but um, if you're trying to do something, you know, if it's like if you're trying to be something you're not, it's not going to work. If you're trying to, it's almost like if you try to be funny, you're not going to be funny. Um, it's just like this fine line where it's like you kind of know when you have it. It's it's really hard to explain, but um, but sometimes I just I, I seem to have a knack for it apparently, and and it's all up to how people react. You know, if I wrote Hotbox and if I sat there in the theater and which I was worried about that I'd sit there and no one would laugh the entire movie and it'd be so awkward. Um, that would have proven that, Hey, I'm wrong and I suck and I just would stick to horror. But the, you know, everyone is roaring with laughter the whole time. And I was like, okay, I'm onto something here. So I'm going to kind of, you know, balance the horror and comedy thing. Well, that, well, I think when it comes to a uh, uh, genre clashing, those are, I mean, obviously, the the two best to to clash horror and comedy. I mean, that's, <laughs> the, I mean, really the best two forms of the film in my in my opinion. And you put them together, and I mean, it's I don't know. It, my my favorite movies are horror comedies, so it's uh, I think they just work well. Uh, and to but at the same time, can also be done terribly, terribly wrong. So, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, yeah, like I mean, like Evil Dead. Those, I guess, that could be kind of like you know, Evil Dead Two and Army Darkness. Mm-hmm. That could be, um, you know, horror comedy. But yeah, you're right. Like if it's done bad, there's so many of those that just piss me off. And um, it's like I I go into I always kind of thought I didn't want to do a crossover because of that exact reason. Um, but you know, I made um, the short. Well, it's like a, a fake trailer, which will hopefully one day be a movie called grotesque and it's like yeah it's a total comedy slash horror um so if if done right it's like i am kind of intrigued by that idea um as long as i like seeing them separate too right i like straight up comedies i like straight up horrors but yeah once in a while if done correctly you can cross over and come up with something really great yeah yeah well man i've you've got me excited about your uh (laughs) your movie stuff now too um uh, what's, uh, what, what's next after Chainsaw Reindeer? I mean, I mean, I know you have stuff that uh, you said funding is kind of an issue right now. I mean, is there the, the next thing to talk about? Um, yeah, the, for, as for comics, like, yeah, Ghoul Squad 4, number four is the main one I want to get okay. out because it's, it's the closest. Um, we also have one called, um, The Nothing Man, which is a horror comic. And it's actually a live action comic where I hired a bunch of actors and a photographer and we took pictures of real people acting it out rather than drawings. That's awesome. I've, uh, I've, I'm surprised we don't see more of that, to be honest. Yeah, it seems like such an obvious idea that, I mean, I'm sure other people have done it, but not a lot. Um, that one is actually like, it's been like, that's another one that's been sitting around for two years. It's kind of getting close. I think we're, um, we have up to like page like 16 or 18 or something that are kind of all like the panels are all put together and maybe half of it's lettered. Um, it's just, you know, got busy with other stuff and it's kind of been on the back burner. But one of these days I will um, finish it. And actually the the main actress in that, Skylar Radzian, she's kind of gone on to, she's been in a, a recurring character in the TV show Supernatural. She's been on the 100. She's, you know, a bunch of those... Oh. Uh, TV show, so she's actually kind of getting famous, and she's like an incredible performer. Um, so it was kind of great to have her as a part of that. Um, so yeah, one of these one of these days it will be finished. Like this year, I will force myself to finish it because people are still 
I thought they would have forgotten about it, but people are still asking me when it's coming out. And it's I still say soon, soon, soon. Um, so we got that. And then there's another one called Kill Rabbit, which is a character Adam came up with. Um, it's very, you know, people are obviously going to draw similarities to Yosagi Ojimbo, but it's basically just a, you know, a humanoid rabbit, but a different story. He's kind of like an assassin killer guy. Um, the script is written for that. And we actually have probably eight pages of art done. Um, oh, wow. That was another one that just, it's on the back burner because basically the movies kind of, you know, once you stick your toe in the movie business, it just takes over your life. And uh, um, so the comics aren't coming out as fast as I, as I want, but it's another one that will be finished one day. I, I promise. Right on, man. Well, you've definitely got a whole lot of inter- interesting premises to, I mean, to keep us all excited, man. Uh, it's I, I look forward whatever the next one is. I'm I, I don't care what what it is. I'm I'm excited about anything that could come out at this point. I mean, Chainsaw Ranger has proven that you know how to <laughs> you know how to do some stuff. That's that's for damn sure, man. That's God. There's there's so much about that book. Um, uh, I mean. When you're, why? <laughs> I mean, why? <laughs> fucking why Chainsaw Reindeer, man? I mean, uh, what, what, where did that come from? I mean, uh, it was, I have to know. It started like I, I have a, a list where I like basically any, any cool title, any cool name, any cool premise that comes to my mind, I just instantly write down. Um, that's how I kind of just keep the, you know, the creative juices going. And this list is now like, you know, a couple thousand things long. And Chainsaw Reindeer was one of the ones that was just on there. And anytime I'm looking for a new project, I go back to the list and kind of see what catches my eye. And that was always one that was in the back of my mind. And I kind of knew exactly what it was. And it was a cool sounding name. And it was, um, I'd, I'd been writing a ghoul squad and other stuff I've been writing. And I kind of wanted to just do something that had no real story. You know, like I didn't want to have to write character arcs. I didn't want to have to, really care about continuity i basically kind of wanted to break every single you know writing teachers rules and just kind of do something that's in your face and you know is just kind of like this is absolutely what i want to read and is all fun and it is you know you don't have to read it for you know six months and follow a 12 issue story arc to figure out what the hell is going on you know it's just like complete madness Mm-hmm. And part of me was like, don't do this. It's going to be the stupidest thing ever, and you're going to regret it. And the other part of me was like, no, nah, man, this is going to be the coolest thing ever. Um, so I hired um, uh, tr- um, Carlos Trigo, who was the artist on Ghoul Squad, and I told him the idea, and he's like, yeah, let's do it. So I wrote the script, and it was, you know, the first few pages are kind of like, there's a definite story to it, but the rest after that is just carnage. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know, anything I could think of, I was just like, this is going in there. And I just refined it to the the coolest possible things he could do, just, you know, monuments that he could destroy and cities he could go to and, you know, famous people he could, you know, decapitate with a saw and just all this craziness. And I put it together and uh, lo and behold, uh, it's the one that publishers are interested in. Um and I think a lot of it is basically just the title and the premise and that cover alone. And I was like, yeah, this is going to get a lot of people's attention and it's probably going to uh, piss off a lot of people, which it kind of did. I thought it, I thought it would get more of a negative reaction, um, but it's been honestly like overwhelmingly positive with, 
you know, a few kind of vocal people that, that hate it or offended by it or whatever. But for the most part, uh, people think along the lines of you is just like, this is the most, you know, amazing thing I've read all year. And I was like, really chainsaw reindeer. And I think that just goes to show that everyone doesn't want, you know, high art all the freaking time, you know, like it's, Sometimes you just want something fun that you can read in like two minutes and then just read again because it's so simple. And... Entertain me. Yes, exactly. Just fucking entertain me. Just, just let me escape for a couple of minutes, you know? Yeah. I'm pissed off just got in from traffic jam, you know? Let me pick up a book. You know, I don't need to rack my brain and figure out Grant Morrison's, you know, weird, crazy twist or whatever. No, let me just watch a reindeer with a yeah. chainsaw fuck some shit up for five minutes. Like, yeah, that's, that's exactly. And that's ex- I mean, that makes me feel great because that's exactly what I'm going for. And I mean, there's a lot of great writers out there. And but I think sometimes they I want maybe not full of themselves is the right word, but sometimes they're almost like too good. And it's just like, I don't want to read Shakespeare all the time. You know, it's like, I don't want to read Dickens every book. I Sometimes I just want something that is just entertainment. And and it's like, you know, at the end, you know, it's like I'm create, creating this thing. But at the end of the, the process is a person reading it. And I want them to be entertained. And if, you know, they got like a stack of other books and, you know, it's like, oh, these ongoing stories. And they got Chainsaw Reindeer in the stack. I'm just like, I bet you every single person... You know, when they go to the comic store and pick up their stack of books, they get to read Chainsaw Reindeer first because it just—it's simple, it's fun, and it's just damn entertaining. And and I think a lot of people forget that sometimes. Like some, even comics I like, sometimes I read them and it's like, it's just so heavy. It's like, uh, I gotta. It's almost like a chore to get through it sometimes. And it, you know, it's like, do I really want to follow this series anymore? And mm-hmm. whereas Chainsaw Reindeer, it's kind of like get in there and it's over quick, and you're gonna love it. And and I think that pisses some people off. Like there's some people that just, you know, this is not what a comic's supposed to be, you know. And, and who the like, fuck well, says what a comic? Com- yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, those, those. Well, those are the only people that are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> the ones that say, yeah. Ugh. I think some people just didn't like the violence and uh, that kind of thing. It's like, yeah, I understand that, but you know, why would you buy the book? <laughs> like, you know, it's, you can tell yeah, by I mean, the cover what you're in for. Yeah, yeah. If you think for two minutes you're going to get anything less than what that cover is depicting, then, I mean, you're the problem. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's not Gone with the Wind. You know, it's uh, this is not a a beautiful story. It's it's uh, it's going to offend the easily offended. And, uh, you know, I was just I honestly like, you know, I'm not a fan of controversy and I don't want to have this, you know, huge Twitter backlash against me or anything. But I thought I would get some of that. And it was very tame, honestly. Like, it, like most people were just like, "This is so great," and you know, and a few bad reviews. And um, I try not to read reviews very often, but usually I just see the, the titles, and you can tell by their the title post, like the t- mm-hmm. um, post title, whether or not they liked it. And but I, yeah, I did another podcast, and the guy was telling me about some horrible stuff he read about it, and how people were like so you know raging against it, and I was like, oh. As long as I got a reaction out of them, you know, if they bought it and read it and, you know, took to social media to talk about it, I guess I did my job, whether they like it or not. No such thing as bad press, man. Yeah. I mean, they just hooked you up with a whole, all of their followers now know about Chainsaw Reindeer. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, you know, I mean, like, whenever someone tells me, if, if I hear about a movie that is, like, so terrible, my first thought is I have to see that. Oh, yeah, I'm Googling that thing right yeah. now. It's <laughs> yeah. not boring. Like, if a movie's boring, then I don't like it. But if a movie's bad, it's like, well, I'll, I'll watch a bad movie. I kind of like really bad movies. I, 
I like them almost as much as really good movies. Uh, you know, I've seen The Room several times, including in the theater, and uh, you know, that's pretty terrible. So, um, yeah, I know, mean, I, I go on record all the time saying I love Suicide Squad. I'm well aware that movie's terrible, but I'll be damned if I don't watch it every time I, the the opportunity's presented. So, I mean, yeah, no, there's there's nothing wrong with liking bad shit. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'll go on the record and say I don't think uh, Chainsaw Ranger is bad shit. I think I think in its own weird way it is oh, hell quite no. brilliant. <laughs> I might no. be biased since I wrote it, but <laughs> no, and that's the thing is it it really is it, it's not just you know a, a reindeer with a chainsaw fucking shit up. I mean, it's uh if you take the the first couple pages out of there, then one might say okay this this could be dumb shit. But when you you realize his motive. You're like, all right, no, this is a, Santa Claus is a cocksucker, and it's 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 time, it's time. Yeah. I'm done. You know, let's let's. This is it. I mean, uh, come on, now he's tearing through the Mona Lisa. That's 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 that's. that's there's a message to be had there. I mean, this is <laughs> <laughs> there's stuff going on, man. This this is there's layers for sure. Um, I, at least I, I I I believe there to be. Maybe I'm just digging too far into it because I'm going through it for a third or fourth time now. But yeah, I mean, it's that's the other thing about this too is when you have a book that you know people complain, oh, it's a, uh, I didn't get my money's worth. Well, it's rereadable. You know, you're you're gonna you're more than likely go back and revisit a book you can uh, flip through real quick and fast over a book that you know you've got to sit and digest for a while. I mean. So I don't know. You, I think you get your money's worth more when 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 it's a, a fast read like this. Yeah, exactly. I 100% agree, and I appreciate the uh, the praise. It just makes me feel great that people uh, get it and responded to. You know, my, my the worst thing would have been no one cares about you know, but uh, but it's just like people saw it, people bought it, and I was just like, man, if I if I didn't write this and I saw this in the comic shelf, I would buy it as a fan. So I'm like, I bet you there's going to be a lot of people around the world that are going to walk in, see this, and be like, oh, man, I'm totally buying this. Um, and that's kind of half the battle. The other half is they have to read it and like it, and that seems to be the case. And I think a lot of people are, share your sentiments about it and, and probably think along those same lines. And it's like, it's it's yeah, it's a good feeling to know that I kind of hit the mark and entertained people in, in that way. Well, maybe that's something that uh, we should see more from you, uh, more of these one-shots. I mean, it seems like you can get a few of these issues out and then fucking money. So maybe just just give us some one-shots to hold us over in the meantime, man, because you're clearly capable. And if yeah. you got your same art team to back you up, too, I mean, shit. If this is the art that I'm going to be expecting, and <laughs> oh, man, uh, I'm, I'm so lucky. Goddamn. <laughs> gotta get that out there. Uh, yeah, I, uh, go ahead. I was gonna say I encourage, uh, yeah, anyone out there that wants to know what the hell we're talking about who has not seen Chainsaw Reindeer to definitely go buy it on on the Action Lab Danger Zone website or on Comicsology or wherever you get comics. Um, and you know, message me or whatever, and just you know, let me know. What your thoughts are on it? Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I really, I hope you get that feedback too, man. Because I'm sure it's all going to be overwhelmingly positive. Uh, oh man, this is good stuff. Um, so, 
Uh, I know that you're a busy guy. You're, you're, I mean, you've got Hollywood stuff to work on. Um, but I, I, I got this little five question word, uh, quick word association rapid fire thing I like to do. Just get a quick, uh, one more, one more little, or I guess five more pieces of your brain before, uh, <laughs> before I let you go. Are you okay with this? Oh, it sounds scary, but uh, oh, let's do yeah, it. So, so scary. All right, man. Um, yeah, just first first uh, word or phrase that comes to your mind with the, these uh, very carefully chosen words. Uh, okay. First first words, hero. Uh, Punisher. Horror. Exorcist. Onomatopoeia. Snap. Santa. Chainsaw Ranger. Villain. Joker. Fucking A, I love it. Did I pass? You passed, man. <laughs> A plus, dude. A plus. Nice. <laughs> he answered all the questions with words, and that was really the only uh <laughs> the, <laughs> the only stipulation. <laughs> um awesome, man. No, I, I you know, I like to think that that, that does kind of give a little bit more of uh, an insight as to how, you know, when you're put under pressure, that just how a, a creator like yourself thinks and um I, I yeah this 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 furthers my uh my hypothesis I, I think i got a good hunk of how you think man and uh, how you create I'm, I'm a fan I, i'm i'm very much a fan brandon i appreciate it that makes me feel great and like i always like to encourage um other people because i mean i haven't been at this very long in a way i've been at it a long time like writing but actually taking it seriously and doing it as a business and making money at it it's only been a few years and like I had to learn an incredible amount and I really didn't know where to start. I just started doing it and I just kind of figured out as I went along and now I got the system down, but there's, you know, a lot of people that are probably like I was five years ago where it's like, how it's like, I want to make a comic or I want to write movies or and it's like, I don't even know where to begin. Um, so yeah, like I, I like encouraging people like that. And it's a matter of just like not waiting for permission, like not waiting for someone to, you know, help you do it it's just like you could start with no money and just you know start doing something you can you don't even need a computer you can write with a pen and pencil and paper you know just to get started and kind of work from there and if you keep at it um soon enough you start putting stuff out and you start getting noticed for it and before you know it kind of you're able to raise money and people are willing to give you money because you're getting stuff made and and um and it's a really fulfilling career and it's it is stressful i mean i'm not you know i'm not um you know, Todd McFarlane, and I'm not Steven Spielberg, so we're not making millions here. It's always a struggle of, you know, money comes in and which project does it go to and take a little bit for myself to, you know, pay the bills and, and just kind of keep growing and growing from there. It just takes a lot of hustle. But, you know, if other people can do it, if I can do it, then, you know, anyone listening to this can do it. And any gaps in your skill level can be filled. Like, you know, like I, I make comics, I can't draw. So I hire artists to do that for me. There's other people that can draw and they can't write. So hire a writer. Like I kind of make my living people hiring me to write stuff or rewrite stuff. If you want, you can, you know, a lot of what I do that I get paid for is people will kind of write an outline. This is the story they want to tell and they'll hire me to write a comic book based on that or a short movie or a full movie or a TV show. So even if you're kind of a you know a shitty writer, you could just write it the best you can. And then, you know, pay someone some money to turn into a professional script. And then, bam, you got a comic script. And then you can draw it yourself or hire an artist. To, 
and all that kind of thing. I even had a guy one time um, hire me to write a, a, a short script for him, and he just read, he just told me the story in, into his phone. He recorded it, you know, just like a couple minutes of telling me the story. And he's like, hey, can I give you this amount of money to write it? Sure, I did it, got paid. And I don't know if he ever made that, but I mean, so if that kind of hustle, there's absolutely nothing standing in your way of telling your story. Just, you know, put a team together that has the skills required and bam, you got a comic and, you know, maybe it'll be popular, maybe it won't. But if you just get out there, start selling it and have people read it. And next thing you know, it's it's a very fulfilling thing to just, you know, have an idea in your head. And then all of a sudden, at some point in the future, it's a thing that exists in the world. Like Chainsaw Reindeer was just a thing in my head that I wrote down one day. And now, you know, I'm talking to people on Skype about it and people are listening. It's mm-hmm. it's so weird. It's such a cool thing. Um, so, yeah, I'd recommend anyone else out there that they should just, you know, kind of take the plunge and, you know, don't, you know, quit your day job yet like I did because that's, you know, that's a step further down the line. But mm-hmm. start off is just, you know, start making it happen for yourself. Uh, incredibly well said. Um, uh, that answers my usual final question of, hey, do you have any advice for any young creators yeah. out there? Very well. <laughs> um, uh, man, that, that, there was so much to be taken from that, that, that last two-minute bit there. It's, uh, that, that, it's very inspiring, for sure. It, it, this, is, this entire conversation has been inspiring, man. It's, um, it's nice to see that you know, a, a creator out there that um you know uh, is capable of producing something as twisted as chainsaw reindeer uh is also capable of having a sane conversation via skype so we know that you're not a, a raging lunatic uh, <laughs> uh, at le- i mean at least you're, you're not playing one at the moment um you this is this has been incredible brandon i i i, I hope we could do this again sometime yeah definitely i got uh well, hopefully I'll have some new, you know, for the next little bit, it's all kind of movie projects, uh, Hotbox being the big one that I'm going to have to you know, go full tilt on uh, promoting. But after that, I, I want to finish these comics that we kind of have, uh, you know, partially finished and get them out there because it's, you know, I, I kind of forgotten how fun it is. And every time I put a new comic out, it kind of stirs everything up a little bit. And, mm-hmm. you know, everyone kind of reads all the my other comics, too, because, you know, they, they're Um, so I kind of want to get that going again. And, you know, ideally I want to, I want to get it set up that I could, I mean, like publishing the monthly would be a, you know, a pipe dream, but just on a steady basis instead of kind of like whenever we get some money and we do it, I want it just to kind of be self self-sustaining and just kind of crank out comics. Cause, uh, it's definitely uh, like a really fun thing to do. And I hope I can do it a hell of a lot more. Well, we all do. We all wish the same, man. Um, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people that uh, that, that back me on, on that on that statement. Um, well, I, I know that you keep at it. You obviously, I mean, I, you, you're the one giving advice on how to grind. So, I, yeah, you 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 have the uh, the work ethic. I I have no doubt that we will be seeing more from Brandon Rhinus in the future. Uh, where can they? Where can listeners uh, follow you, man? On whether it be your, your movies or your comic stuff, do you have a Twitter they can follow you at? Um, yeah, on Twitter, I'm just at Brandon Rhinus, my name. I guess you can have that in the show notes or whatever, so they can spell it. Um, I have a Facebook page too. I also have a Higher Universe uh, Facebook page that's for both comics and movies. 
And uh, most of the titles have their own Facebook page as well that you can check out. But um, if you just look up my name, I'm on Instagram too. Um, I'm pretty easily accessible if you look for me. And uh, I can't always respond to everyone that, that writes to me. But, um, but you know, I try to keep in touch with people and be encouraging and everything. And uh, so, yeah, by all means, if you read some of my stuff and have thoughts on it, I would love to hear. Awesome, man. Well, once again, I'm going to say it. I hope we could do this again real soon or eventually. Uh, I mean, yeah, who knows? Uh, anything could happen. Uh, hit the lottery and just start putting all your money into books. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Pipe dreams, right? Um, well, uh, this is this has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, well, we will we'll, we'll be chatting soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. Sure thing, Brandon. Cheers. Well, there you have it, Slurds. Another creator corner in the books. Ah, man, a lot of fun. This is a lot of fun. I have so much fucking fun doing this. I I hate to. I don't. Uh, I hate to say the term I'm blessed, but god damn it, if there were uh, uh, never uh, ever a time to use it, the 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 talent and <laughs> I talk about comics and I get to have so much fun talking to all these people. This is amazing. Uh, yeah, make sure you check out Brandon Rhinus. Uh If if this interview doesn't convince you, then um, the get on the Google and look for a doctor because your head be broken. Um, support this podcast support this podcast after I tell you your brain doesn't work and you're, you're wrong because you don't agree with me uh, I demand that you support this podcast do so by becoming a, becoming a patron <laughs> a patron uh, I don't demand anything I love you please give me money it goes towards good cause I promise uh, and it really does I'm looking at hiring editors to get the videos up I am super 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 close here to uh, getting a fancy new recorder which is uh, gonna be happening real soon but that's because of patron fundage and you see what's going on here you see how that works and what does this recorder do well I get to I get to get mobile not everybody wants to Skype not everybody can travel to studio cerebro so I'm gonna go to them and I need the equipment to do so because of my beloved patrons that's happening um, and you know there's this this podcast and stuff ain't cheap uh, so I, I am ever forever grateful for my patrons patreon.com slash cheers to comics it's that easy uh if you don't want to support the podcast financially it's cool i'll judge you behind your back um but uh know that you can also do this uh without having to take any money out of your pocket just a couple minutes of your time and i understand how valuable that is believe me there's nobody that understands how valuable those two minutes are more than i do and i'm not trying to be facetious or anything like that i i get it um and that's all the more reason why i i i can't express my appreciation enough for those who leave reviews leave reviews apple podcasts anywhere you listen to podcasts for that matter but apple podcast is the uh seems to be the overlord of uh podcast rankings so those five stars shoot us up in the rankings and we get to get discovered more easily and more listens and boom you know how this works come on guys math uh but really that effort means the world to this show and myself so 
Thank you for supporting this podcast. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this here conversation with Brandon Rhinus. I hope you will be tuning in next time. You will be. You will be. Uh, you slurds. Read responsibly. Cheers, evokers. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParlayHour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and parlay points, our companion block section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast.